Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Okay. So explain well, to me how you feel like we're not all in. We're... I am the eternal optimist. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm really happy that we did not give Tay $30 million. Really happy because it signed jaw. You know, we got everything we need. Campbell, we lined up everything and we're going to get into some stats that I found about why we don't need Tay. Cause I needed to calm myself down. Yeah, my view is this like little fire that I have in my chest since Brett Favre asked for Marshawn Lynch. Brett Favre did not win another Super Bowl, and it's the Tom Brady syndrome, maybe, where if Tom Brady says he wants it, he fucking gets it. And I think Aaron Rodgers deserves that. I'm at that point now with his career and where we are. Well, Tom Brady also doesn't. He doesn't take as much money as Rogers does it's we've got the seventh most cap room we're sitting pretty with the cap like it's not like we don't have money which was our excuses that we've had for so long or we had a regime that never spent fucking money on free agency we move into one that does and they do a very good job in free agency but I'm concerned about our offensive line and I'm concerned about our wide receiver room and more so now that we're first day of training camp, first day, Sammy Watkins on the NFI, which means he did not get hurt doing football stuff. He got hurt doing non-football stuff. And I think they confirmed what you said about uh, Watson, that he had some minor procedure. He had some sleeve on his leg when he was out at practice today. I saw the video of it, but it's not Julio. It's, and what other names are out there, right? Like OBJ, no. Like I get it. Like I get it, but just why would we just 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 explain this to me? Why would we spend, let's say, arbitrarily eight million dollars for some guy, some old guy, to come in and play? He's got no chemistry with Rodgers. He hasn't been learning the playbook or anything. So he's not going to – typically when Lafleur grabs a new wide receiver, this guy does not play for the first, like, month while he learns the playbook. So let's say he'll be available week four. Why would we pay $8 million for somebody who could potentially only play 13 games? It's specifically with what you're asking with – having guys not being on the field, this is the first year where everybody's going to have to play and everybody's going to have to contribute in that room, regardless if it's a vet that's coming in now or a guy that was there at OT. Almost like a, like a team sport. Okay. Yeah. And bringing in, I, I just, 
I get it. I get your frustration, brother. And I see some of the guys that are out there. But at the same time, I think this. I think Rogers is going to be here maybe this year, maybe maybe the next. I highly doubt more than one because they haven't done anything with Jordan Love. So I think he's going to play this year. And I think that with Aaron Rodgers under center, the popcorn kid from section 138 will catch 10 touchdowns. I mean, like you've said, right? We've got Jones, we've got Dylan, we've got Tanyan. And now we've got Lazar, Cobb, Watson, Watkins, Dobbs, Torre. There's a handful of guys, Lazar. There's a handful of guys out there that are going to contribute and put up some big numbers. And I think this is maybe the year that we sort of look like the 2000 Baltimore Ravens where our defense carries us because remember offense sells tickets, defense wins championships, which brings me to your stat. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'll put a bow on this. It's just, it's, I get it. I just know that players have to contribute and I'd like to see everybody's going to play, dude. There's not going to yeah. be this one guy with oh, 50 yards. It's yeah. going to be six guys with 500 to 750. Yeah. I'm statting these guys out. I'm looking at it. So I'm like, okay, calm your fucking ass down. Go back to where you were before, where you're good with the fucking team, other than offensive line, which I'm extremely concerned about now, by the way. Well, but, uh, Bakhtiari, this, isn't, well, this is not good. This no. is not good. This is not good. So like Tom, uh, Tom, uh, uh, um, Silverstein. Yeah. He, he put out. So if he stays on the pup list for the next few weeks, he'll be eligible to start practicing a month into the season. So already we're looking at no return until week four, week five already. We're already looking at that. Well, so I looked that up and that's somewhat correct. Because I wanted to look at the difference between what is non-football injury, what's NFI versus pup, right? So I, yeah, I had to look this up because I wanted to get some clarity. So because it's happening prior to the actual 53, here's kind of the way it lines up. So the pup is obviously it's a player is placed on pup. It means that they are unable to participate in on-field practice with their team. Uh, these players can make the teams train can be in the training facilities to make their way back from injury and attend, but they just can't participate on on field stuff. Right. So that's the difference between pup. If a player is placed on pup before the regular season. So this applies specifically to what we're dealing with now. Um, it's referred to as the active pup list. If a player is on this list at the start of the season, then they are referred to as reserved pup list. At the start of the season, if this doesn't happen before week one where they're moved on to the 53, they have to miss six weeks. So he has to be active before week one. So we've got six weeks of him getting back to where he was, confirmed he had a clean Do you think he comes back? No. Do you think he comes back? Not Do you think he comes back at all? Um, I don't know, man. I think, look, he didn't retire, but the fact that there's rumblings and people like Andy Herman tweeted out, it's a good day. David Bakhtiari didn't retire. Well, fuck, you know, like it, it's, we were very optimistic last year. I'm not optimistic on him last year. I saw Alden Jenkins running pretty much full speed. So he's ahead of schedule. Just get one of those guys back. But so was Bakhtiari though. So was Bakhtiari at the beginning of last year ahead of schedule looking 
looking great, looking fantastic. And then his knee swelled up. He had to have a procedure. Then he has another procedure in this off season that they just tell us about. I, I, I think, I think the over under for Bakhtiari, uh, it, it, does he return or doesn't he? I'm starting to lean towards he, he's not going to. If he does it, it's going to be week six at the earliest. I don't think That's he's going to be like. before. Or they're going to give him a run, right? Right before, put him on the roster and just throw him out there and just deal with it. Or we need to know what we've got, right? I mean, they brought in another offensive lineman, but he's a run stopper or a run blocker. He's not a pass blocker. And the issue that we've got on the right side with all of these guys, including Billy Turner, who we all kind of love, was terrible, terrible at pass protection. And we need pass protection. We need Well, Turner Turner doesn't look like he's keeping his job in Denver. Well, there's there's he's they've already brought in the guy that used to play his uh, position last year. They brought him back and he's been getting first team reps. That's yeah. not good. So I don't think so, Matt. Like offensive line wise, I'm worried and it's probably going to be what? Um like the left side, I've got pretty much ironed out, but it's probably going to be what? Newsome Nyman on the left, it'll be Nyman and then uh, uh, Runyon and Myers. Runyon, Myers. And then and New, Newhouse, Newman. 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 <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then uh, out on the right there, gosh, there's a handful of guys that you could put out Cole, there. That seem I think it's going to be Cole Van Lannen, who's the, the most pure tackle out of these guys who played quite a bit last they year. Might even put, uh, they might even put uh, Newman out there. And then put uh, uh, Tom in the uh, at guard. It's concerning. You know, dude. Just, it's a concerning. little bit, a little bit. But at the same time, we keep bringing in these run blockers. You can see where the offense is turning to, right? Yep. How about we switch the How about we switch the Packer news a little bit and we go over to the 49ers, who basically just told Jimmy G, "Hit the road, Jack. It's going to be Trey Lance." How do you like that? And, like Brian Greasy, and Brian Greasy is going to be in his ear. Yeah. Trey Lance is done. Done. Over under for him playing. Uh, how many games does he get? I think it's six. They go two and four and uh, out he goes. And they, uh, and uh, they start praying for Jimmy G again. I mean, Jimmy G isn't the answer. He isn't the uh, walk on water. He isn't the hail Mary, but I think he's a lot better he's than Trent Lance. Dilfer. He's Trent Dilfer. He's definitely a game manager. Definitely a game manager. I mean, Debo is your guy, right? Debo, paint your fence, mow your lawn, catch a touchdown, right? Like, he, he does it all, man. Booby Miles, right? Booby Miles. Nice but, reference. <laughs> but Booby, Debo, I mean, it's the God, it's, it's, it's gosh darn same name, right? Um, I, I, I'm a little nervous for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they just threw away this season and uh, they, they maybe should have kept Jimmy G one more year. And then here's the flip side, right? And we go back to the Packers because, you know, we are a Packers based pod. What if Aaron wins his third MVP? Does he come back again next year? I don't see why you don't come back again next year. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, I think you walk away into the sunset. You say, thank you very much. I'm uh, Cameron Poe from uh, John Wick and from, you know what I mean? I like to dress up as other people and, uh, you know, get a little insight to uh, why Danica might have left. You know, why do you keep putting on the unicorn hat? Shut up. But 
I think maybe uh, Aaron, uh, uh, it, it would be nice if he just came out and he said to Guten, to Lafleur, listen, I want to play four more years because then we trade Jordan Love. We draft somebody next year to sit behind, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rogers for three more years. We open up that cap space, right? We get another wide receiver, but you know, these free agent wide receivers going to other teams, do they really make a major difference? I mean, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times that a wide receiver has gone to a team and made a major difference. I mean, maybe Terrell Owens when he went to Philadelphia, you know. And we'll get uh, into that. That's and part then of after that, that I've got. It's not very much. Um, Will Fuller, I would take. Will Fuller? Okay, yeah. Sure I would. Yeah. Right. Brandon Cooks? hundred percent. There's these guys that we know fit with the scheme and what we're trying to do that we can go after. And I'm not going to knock on Julio because I know he's missed a lot of games the last two years, but so did Devonte Adams. You know, it's yeah. a four year difference. So I'm not going to put the injury moniker. The issue with Julio Jones has always been, he's just not a touchdown guy. That's the only big knock on him. Well, and he only played like, like what, six games last year, the year before he only played like 10 or 12 games. I mean, he's not, him and Sammy Watkins have dang near identical stats, right? The only difference is, is Sammy Watkins is into 165 years old and Julio Jones is. So the yeah. oldest quarterback got the oldest wide receiver and those two guys can push their wheelchairs into the retirement home together. I see it as good news that they signed him because that means Chris Godwin, and we know this already, is not going to come back until November, December. So it's just yeah. Mike Evans and who? Cameron Brait? Who else is he throwing yeah. to? But Gabe Davis, okay. Gabe Davis, who used to be with the Bears, who got cut by the Bears and released and then went to Atlanta and is now, come on, like whatever. Like it, it, it's good that they're pumping up the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they lost a lot of pieces. So one of the contenders did not well, get and Gronk, Gronk not coming back is his security blanket. I mean, Gronk was that guy, right? Gronk was that guy that, okay, we need this third down. I can look to Gronk. There's no Gronk this year. There's no, there's no Gronk. So, you know, as much as Tampa, Tampa's in a division though, that the only one that can take it from them is probably Carolina. You know, Atlanta's not going to do it this year. The saints aren't going to do it this year. It's going to be Carolina. And that's, that's that Carolina. Remember at the beginning of the year last year where they were playing solid defense and, you know, Donald was just game managing, game managing. And they were winning 24-10. And, you know, they were just dominating on defense. I think that's the only one that can win that division. It's the same goes for us, though. The Bears ain't going to win the division. The bloody, the bloody Vikings general manager comes out and says our quarterback is terrible. I mean, <laughs> what? Is this reverse psychology? I you was know, trying Kirk to find that, care. That, that Kirk defender from last week that was laying into me because I told him about Kirk and he was trying to throw all these stats at me and stuff. And now I felt like just finding that tweet and saying, bro, boop. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it, it's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Your own GM, your own GM is doing it. Right. But you know who's being silent? The Lions are in the back. And they're just working. They got their heads down and they got their heads in the playbook and they are working, working, working. You got to watch out for the Lions this year. You got to watch out. I'm they're going to surprise some teams. Yeah. They're going to surprise some teams. All right. So can a team win the Super Bowl without an elite wide receiver? Oh, so there is like this 
I found a CBS article from 2014 and then I brought it back up to the current date because it was old. But basically, if you scored a 14 on this metric, it basic. So Greg Jennings, for example, was considered elite the year we won it just to put that into reference. So we had Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings was considered elite that year. We won the Super Bowl. We also had a top 10 defense. Yeah. Okay. So the last 30 years, the last 30 Super Bowls, there have only been 10 teams with a legit, what you consider number one or elite wide receiver. Just 10 times. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Last year was Cooper Cup. The year before was Evans and Godwin. The year before was Hill and Kelsey. So I included because he's, okay, yeah, you're you're giving you know, Hill. No, I'm you're giving Hill, and you're giving yeah, you're reaching for that one. But okay, but Hill did score a fourteen. So um, I get Cooper it. Scored a fourteen. Evan scored a fourteen. Fine, I get okay. it. But then the year before that was New England. It was Julian Edelman. Solid two, did, not did elite. Have one. Nope. Yeah. No. Philly. Yep. Yep. Corey Clement was their leading wide receiver. Who? <laughs> Denver. Who? He's selling cars somewhere now. Exactly. Denver. Chris Brown. Hmm. No idea. Oh well, yeah. I guess it would have been Demarius Thomas, right? When Denver won it. <laughs> he wasn't. Um. So he didn't score. He was just a good two, a very solid two, not a number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was okay. interesting. All right. Julian Edelman again with New England. That oh. year he did score as elite. That one year, uh-huh. um, along with Wes Welker. Okay. Okay. And then Seattle, Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate, two solid twos, not a one. Baltimore, yeah. Anquan Bolden. It almost sounds like us, though. Almost sounds like us, though. Two solid twos and not a one. Exactly. Mm. That's what I mean. We have, it looks like we have four solid twos right now. That's that's we're working our way down that way, buddy. And then, sorry, man. Sorry, man. Hakeem Nicks. <laughs> nope. For the Giants, Hakeem Nicks was not elite. No. But they had no. Uh, what was his name? Sterling, the guy that caught it off of his Cruz. Oh, Victor Cruz. Those guys. So they had a lot of good wide receivers. Not only number elite, twos, all twos. And and did their uh, quarterback who uh, won two uh, Super Bowls did he ever win an MVP? No. Oh, that's weird. So to put it again into pers- and I'm going to bring the Bears in on this, okay? Because what I my conclusion is this, and it was kind of their conclusion. If you have, it's not an MVP quarterback; it's an elite quarterback that's hitting a hot streak because that's kind of what's happened to Rogers the last few years, right? Like he's the best quarterback in the league, but the year we won it, he was on that hot streak. Relax. We're going to run the table. Boom. Took that wave straight to the Super Bowl. So it's not just having an elite quarterback. It's having a quarterback that's on his fucking game can make up for the wide receivers, which is what we're anticipating. The second thing is having a top five defense. Those two completely wipe out the wide receiver issues or any type of issues with the offense. Yeah. And remember, 89% of the time, the MVP doesn't go to the Super Bowl. Boom. So, so as much as everybody says, hey, he should win another MVP, I don't want him to win another MVP because that means we'll go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Last year, the I Bears want him to get hot. I want him to get hot in January. 
Oh yeah. Let, let's start late December, Christmas Day game, yeah. and then from there, just take it all the way to the Super Bowl, buddy. Just, just tear it up. Just struggle a little bit. I mean, let's let's be honest. You're going twelve and five at minimum. Let's get hot in December, Christmas. Boom, gets hot. He goes on a tear for six, seven games. We're in the Super Bowl. That's that's what I'm looking at. I mean, just. And I'll go back. The last time the Bears made the Super Bowl was 2006. You know who their quarterback was? Uh, oh, Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. But yeah. they had he's bagging some, groceries now. They had the number three defense in the league and yep. lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Correct. With a top three defense. Yeah. So uh, offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. I just, I had to talk myself off of this ledge because it's just, it's irritating that the Packers are always like, that's why I hate Adam Shitface because he always has to, in his tweets, always has to mention the Packers were in contention. As soon as you talk to these guys, they're going to be like, no, well, I mean, we made calls, whatever, right? But it's just, anyway, I had to talk myself off of a ledge. And I, I love Packer fans for this sole reason. It doesn't matter what player, what position, what anything. As soon as he signs with some team, any team, Joe Smith just signed with the Cleveland Browns at right tackle, Packer fans everywhere. We could have used that guy. Why didn't we get that guy? How come we didn't sign that guy? Oh, people don't like to come to Green Bay unless they want to play with Aaron. I haven't seen it yet. Goot doesn't get any free agents. Everybody needs to be fired. Wah! They all jump off the cliff together. It's like, go, go. You don't think they get free agents? Take a good look at our team. Take a good look at our team and tell me if we've got any free agents on that team. I can think of six or seven without really looking at it hard of the free agents that we have signed that have made dramatic improvements to this team. So when they come up with these jumping off cliff scenario, why did we get Julio? Because we don't want a 45-year-old injured guy well past his prime eight years past his prime out there collecting five six seven million bucks a year contributing next to nothing we, we don't need that we need guys like watson we need guys like torre we need guys like dobbs to come and play and just like you said i think just remember the arizona game mm -hmm. no adams no mbs okay what Ron happened winfrey was the leading receiver in that game what happened they spread the ball out. Everybody got a piece of it. And the defense was constantly left guessing. It's just like LaFleur said. Teams have to adjust to us now because we don't have Devontae Adams. No more of this double, triple teaming one guy. And here's the other bright side of it is, is Rodgers will not be eyeing down one player for 16 targets a game while we're all yelling, Deguara was open in the middle. MVS was open on the side. Lazar came cutting cross. Why didn't he? Who come? Uh, what a Higa, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. And just like I said, the popcorn kid from section 128, he could come out and catch 10 touchdowns. Bruce and I could come out of retirement together. And I guarantee you, we're going to catch a couple of touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers out there. It's, it's that, it's that simple. It's just that simple. It's like having Wayne Gretzky on your team. It elevates your team just because of that one player. Now, is that one player going to take us to the Super Bowl? No. Well, he, he, he hasn't the last 10 years. 
right? We need, just like you said, all the other players contributing, a team sport, everybody chipping in. We need that defense out there stoning teams. And you know what else we need is we need the injury bug to go away. That's what we need. Get rid of the injury bug. If we can get these guys maintained, you know, somewhat healthy, right? At the same time, I think of this, though, too. When we won the Super Bowl last time, we had eight guys on IR, and six of those guys were starters, and five of those guys were pro bowlers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it took the whole team. It takes a team to raise a village. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. I don't know. Wait, wait. wait. It takes a village. It takes a village to raise it. Listen, everybody's got to contribute. Okay. (laughs) And we've set the team up for success with that. I think so. It's the only thing, and and we'll get back to this again. So the offensive line, buddy, because we brought in, look, the three areas of concern that we had prior to the draft, we're still signing players and bringing in, and especially with the guys on the pup, and this NPI list, ni puta idea list, whatever the fuck it is, um, you're, you're looking at offensive linemen, wide receiver, and safety that we brought in to compete for positions for those for those depth pieces. Because up at the top, we're solid, other than offensive line. Well, and and, and you know the new special teams coach has got this philosophy that special teams players play special teams first, right? He doesn't want AJ Dillon running down, doing coverage and getting stepped on and then can't play in the second half of a game. He doesn't want, you know, Lazar out there doing blocking and whatnot. He wants these special teamers playing on special teams. So a lot of these guys we're bringing in, they're auditioning for special teams, right? It's, it, it's just kind of how it goes. And if they do well at special teams, ah, maybe they get bumped up. That's the way it's supposed to be. The way we've been running it the last few years is, is all hands on deck, mm-hmm. Right. Everybody, you know, hold fast, man the ship mast, the whole works. See what I'm leading into? Do you see I what I'm leading into? Yeah, got all the sea yeah. references. Yeah. I'm nervous. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, right? Master and commander of the far side of the world. The only way that this works is if we have a special teams unit, we have a defensive unit, and we have an offensive unit, and there's no commingling of players. That's the only way this works. Yeah, and you look at stats on special teams and and the top special teams, they don't start more than 25% of their starters and it's like rare. You know, like you they've got special yeah. teamers that have 160 to 200 snaps and then you have guys that sprinkle in and do 30 snaps, 20 snaps, 50 snaps because you have to you have to fill in your something special. something happened, you're backed up on your goal line, you put in your best goal line just to make sure right or, or you're trying a trick play or whatever right right yeah you have to adjust for the other team because hill is back there returning punts so i gotta have my fastest guys on the field right there's stuff like that of course you have to make adjustments but it's just like when i coached i want my defensive players to be defense and have their minds set on defense offensive players set on offense i don't want any intermingling i would rather take a backup that has been sitting there waiting for his chance than to take somebody off the offense and, and hinder the offensive unit that way. Right. And I think that's kind of, we're seeing a lot of these signings and everybody says, Oh, Oh yeah. Julio Jones gets signed and we bring in this weird guy, typical Packers. That weird guy is out there trying out for gunner. 
on punt return. He's, he's six, out there five, trying out for coverage. Five, two hundred and ten pounds, dude. Six, five, two, ten. Yeah, yeah. He's listen. This is he's like Geronimo Allison, right? He he's he's they're they're building that special teams. I have faith in the GM. I have faith in the coach. I have faith even in Mark Murphy. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. 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 Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Thank you for listening to Packers without borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. You need to. Hey, ho. Oh. Love it. Packers Without Borders. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. Now, uh, one thing I did want to touch upon, and I know I'm not going to mention any names, Corey, but one guy out there, Corey, has been preaching that Mark Murphy needs to step up and do something about this whole A.J. Dillon run-in with the police, right? And... I have two trains of thought about this. Number one, Mark Murphy is not in charge of the Green Bay police whatsoever. And I can guarantee you that cop will never be allowed in that stadium to work, period, again. So that's happened, right? That's happened. The Green Bay police, that that guy, I mean, Green Bay fan, Packer fans are nuts. I bet you that cop has, has received thousands of death threats and angry letters and whatever phone calls, whatever, because we're, some of us are a little goofy out there. So they asked Mark Murphy and he says, you know what, we're going to see what the police investigation comes out and we're going to respect their opinion. You cannot stand there banging your fist on the podium, screaming for heads when the police are going to take care of it. You got to let them do it. If the cops, if the police go through and they say, you know what, there was no harm, no foul, that's it, that he's going to be allowed back then bang your fist, then demand something be done, then br- use your power of influence to get something to happen. But if the police are saying they're taking care of it, you got to give them the opportunity to take care of it. Because you know right away, that guy, immediately, if nothing happens, that guy's never going to be allowed in that bloody stadium again. I think everybody recognizes his face. He's probably shaved by now, and they're probably recommending that he moves to Wichita, Kansas, or some other place, because he's not walking into Quick Trip without having somebody go, hey, you're that MF that did this to A.J. Dillon, right? I know who you are, right? Listen, that guy, idiot. 
plain and simple idiot. He's watching security and he's watching AJ Dillon. If you watch the, uh, the really long video, he talked to him a couple of times, right? And a couple of times, AJ Dillon is kind of explaining what he's doing. The fact that the guy shoved AJ Dillon at the end of their conversation, that's the problem I have. What the hell was that all about? If you're over there and you're concerned that this is some fan that's doing it, you walk over and you see security and all security is smiling and looking around. The first question you ask to yourself is, who is this guy? Right? Why, why isn't any of these security guards tackling him or asking me for help? So he should have walked up to one of the security guys and said, what's going on? That's it. That one little question would have answered everything. They would have said, oh, A.J. Dillon from the Packers is trying to hype up the crowd. Oh, he's a football player. Oh, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. That's my bad. I'll stand back here. Right? And you Which didn't get involved. Instead, no he's sense. got his, If you're on the police force exactly, exactly. in Green Bay, exactly. and you're on the field, and a big, huge dude is walking towards you, he's probably a football player, dude. I doubt that some fan is walking around willy-nilly on the sidelines and pointing at I've, fans and high-fiving people. It's like... Really? I'm with you. I'm with you 150% on this one, man. I'm with you 150% on this one because I don't understand how he doesn't recognize him. But we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he watches tennis. Maybe he's into figure skating, right? Maybe on his off weekends between, you know, shoving around black people, he likes knitting, right? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what he's up to, right? He goes home to his six cats, right? Whatever. Handled badly. And I think the Green Bay, and I bet you, a lot of those Green Bay police officers were like, dude, you've got fucking control. What the hell? You are on every social media platform. There are people outside right now that are lodging complaints about this. Dude, you need to leave Green Bay. Because Green Bay, as big as it seems, it's only like 120,000 people or 130,000 people. It's not very big. And if you grew up in a small town like that, you know man, if somebody farts on one side of town, the other side of town knows what flavor it is within 10 minutes. Yep. That's how, that's how small towns work. That guy's he's, he's already going to be punished an awful freaking lot. Now, does he deserve it? I think, I think after that shove, maybe he should be on parade duty. I'm talking permanent horseshit patrol, right? That's, that's what I think he should be doing. If I was the green Bay police chief, I, I think I would have run him up the flagpole myself, but you got to take care of it internally. You got to take care of your own. You got to make sure that this guy, he made a major mistake. We got to get him either training. We got to get him transferred. We got to get him a job somewhere else. We got to, we got to help him out. He's made a major mistake. So Corey, calm the down. There's no reason to be beating your fist and demanding the heads of bring me the heads of my enemies, right? He, we don't need, we don't need that. The United States is already under enough unrest as it is. The last thing you need is to be the front runner of a riot for something that could potentially be, and probably will be completely unnecessary because I don't think you're going to see that cop anywhere near that stadium for the rest of his life. No, and the problem is there's this little bit of an undertow with Green Bay, you know, where who was it that it was at a restaurant and there was an issue also with a little bit of there was like a run in at a restaurant where was it 
Jenkins or I think it was Jenkins was like at a restaurant and there was an incident and, you know, Jenkins just kind of like Dylan said, ah, don't worry about it. Right. But yeah. Yeah. But it's just that. And I think it's a reflection of society, man, that there's, we're still dealing with this. They are still dealing with this, that of all places where this should not happen is inside a football stadium. And it happened and it's unfortunate. I agree with you. I mean, pounding your fist to, okay, dude, I get it. Like you're, we all get it, but let everything play out. AJ Dillon did not make a big deal out of it. So why are you making a big deal out of it? I'm sure they were talked to that probably, like you said, there's conversations. Yeah, dude, you should probably never be allowed anywhere near ever, ever again. And right. And if that guy's got kids, or, you know, he's married and has kids. I mean, you know, and let's be honest here, folks. There are some fans out here that will target those kids. There are some fans out there that are, your dad's blah, 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 right? We can't do that. This guy is going to get punished. And trust me, he's going to get punished an awful freaking lot. And you may not hear a lot about it. Oh, we've decided to transfer this guy or whatever. The guy's going to be like in Sheboygan. And he's going to be watching a dairy farm for the rest of his days. Like it's, it, 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 he made a brutal mistake and he's going to end up paying for it. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you this too. He'll never come to the stadium again. No. Unless it's to do a public apology before he runs out of the state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and really security should have been all over that cop going, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? If I was standing there security in one of those things and I watched a cop walk over to AJ Dillon, I would have walked over and said, hey, dude, that's AJ Dillon. Get your goddamn hands off of him. There's a hundred cameras here. And this guy is the mayor of Door County. You're about to be plastered. And you know, you know that there's flyers up on, on telephone poles right now and light standards. Have you seen this guy? And it's a picture of that cop, right? You know, there are some crazy fans out there. Like, yeah, he terrible, yeah. terrible idiot, but poor guy. All right. So, uh, I have a game. Oh Lord. Let's do it. Okay, so I've been doing some digging, and there's a handful of other um, <laughs> pirate ships, and they're including a lot of these uh, British and French, okay, ships, but these ships, technically they weren't pirates, but these ships were raiding other ships, so mercenaries. You know what I mean? So yeah, so they were more they were more like pirates, but they were under government control, right? And I use the air quotes. I'm sure everybody on the podcast can see. Yeah, they all saw the you do the air quotes air. right now. I heard you do I'm the air. I'm sure they did. Did you hear the air quotes? I did. There they are. Okay. So let's let's start. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Let us let us play our game. Did you hey? Did you hear the Riddler was on uh, Pack Daddy's uh, uh, After Dark podcast? 
that dude, okay. he's, he's out of control, man. He took my phone. He got the number. Like, I don't know what, God fucking Riddler. We're going to have to have a little, uh, meeting again there, buddy. I think so. I think so. Batman's got to lock him up, man. Yeah, we do. Gotham insane, insane asylum. Okay. The Alabama. I'm going to say that's a ship. It's, it is a ship. Very good, man. Very good. It's the South. I'm assuming trade the, routes. The Q-Da Merchant. The Q-Da Merchant. <laughs> are you trying to throw me off with Merchant? Let me see you smiling. What are you doing? I'm going to say it is a ship. Yes, it is. Two for two. Two for two. Very good for you. Wow. The, the Donkey Doorknob. Well, that's obviously a sex act. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's when you uh, come all over a doorknob and wait for somebody to open the door. Yeah, terrible. What if, so the, like where it's slimy, what if it dries? Because it's, it's going to go through like dry and then sticky fade, or it's going to be wet, sticky, and then dry. That's disgusting. Well, I assume you're waiting for someone to come home. Well, why a donkey? <laughs> I don't know. Why does donkeys do it on doorknobs? I don't know. The... Tallahassee night train. <laughs> that sounds like the Manhattan <laughs> team roller. I'm going to say it's a stack. <laughs> yeah, it's so close too. So what you do is you, you defecate into a form. You freeze that form and then you have sex with, with your lady. Form? Yeah. It's terrible. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's like it's hilarious. This is, I just kind of picture like molding clay, but shit, and you put it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like molding. You know, you spend all afternoon putting this together, right? <laughs> right? Like kitchen just smells terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing Molly. I'm gonna say that's a pirate ship. It is a pirate ship. Yes, Thank God. it is a pirate ship. The unicorn. <laughs> The Scrunicorn. That's gotta be a sex act. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, you both strap dildos to your heads and you crawl around on all fours trying to penetrate each other. The Scrunicorn. <laughs> it's like Twister on steroids. It's it's like Twister with with a surprise. With the Mc the McCray. The McCray. There's a street named McCray here. And I believe that is a ship. Yes, it is a ship, man. You were banging these things out today. What the hell is going <laughs> on? Pun intended. Oh, my God. The, the Ambrose Light. I'm not proud of myself right now. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of you because when we first played this game, you were terrible. And now you're, you've got it pretty good. The Ambrose, Ambrose Light. I'm going to say that's a ship. It is a ship. Man, man, you are knocking these things out. The 300. That's going to be a sex act and it has to do It is a sex act. With Spartans. Yes. So what you do is, is you have sex standing on the bed. And once you're done, you yell, this is Sparta and kick her off the bed. <laughs> the gates of hell. The, the bird feeder. That's got to be a sex act. 
Yes, it is. It is. A, it is. So the bird feeder is, is when you punch yourself in the nuts until they get to about three or four times their size. And then you, then you, then you, your, your wife is walking in as I explain this. This is perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> so the perfect timing. So the bird feeder, you punch yourself in the nuts until they get two to three times the size. And then you attempt to teabag your partner before you pass out the bird feeder. Oh, no, wait, that's not it. You know what the bird feeder is? Okay, wow. I'm reading it wrong. This is the bird Apparently. feeder. Okay. This is the bird feeder. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> okay, the bird feeder is this. So you have sex with your partner, you finish, you suck it out and spit it in her mouth, like feeding a baby bird. <laughs> 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 the scream in the background was worth every bit of that. What, okay. What's, what's terrible is there's another name for that, and I believe it is the snowman. Oh, either way, it's not good. It's like, all right, so Matt, I have to, she just walks and she's like, De donde saca Matt esas mamadas? Like, where does Matt get that shit from in Spanish? Is basically what she said. He had this a is, belief this is, this is this is this is Bruce's webpage. Does she not look at your website? My OnlyFans page? Yeah, your OnlyFans page. I started a new OnlyFans. It's 30 minutes of me trying to take off wet socks. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to come off your feet. <laughs> okay. The Klondike bar. That's a sex act. It is. It's just like the Tallahassee night train. You freeze it. You feed it. Okay. Scythe, the Scythera. Uh, that's a ship. Yeah, it is a ship. Very good. The Saladin. <laughs> Slid ins, or is it Aladdin? I'm going to say it's a sex act. Yeah, that, wah, wah. That's the first wrong one you've had. That one's a pirate ship. The Wydea. Well, I've got a Wydea. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of Wydeas. It's a pirate ship. It is a pirate ship. Very good, buddy. The Mexican pancake. Oh, that, that's definitely a sex act. <laughs> Your wife in the background is a, it's 100% a sex act. That's where you give her a facial. You wait for it to dry. You peel it off and feed it to her. What is with the, the Mexican today? pancake? I don't know. I guess people are hungry after doing all of that sex. The blooming rose. <laughs> Let's say it's a pirate ship. Sex act. Wah, wah. <laughs> yes, yes. The blooming it's, uh, it's where you where you eat her ass while she's on her rag. Sweet baby Jesus. The chardonizing. <laughs> no, no, wait. I pronounced it wrong. The char, the char, the char azarding. The char, the chardonizing, C H A R I Z A R D I N G, charzding, charzding, chardonizing. That's gonna be a ship. It's too hard. To no, say. it's a sex act. Actually, it's a, uh, it's uh, while you're having sex, you set her pubes on fire and try and put it out. <laughs> oh, like jarring pubes! Fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. great smell. 
After you freeze shit, you burn her pubes. Awesome. The bloody hangman. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is definitely a sex act. Wah, wah. That's a pirate ship. Okay, two left. Here we go. The thirsty, the thirsty rover. The thirsty rover is a sex act. It is a pirate ship. Yes, yes, what a pirate ship. Wah, wah. Yeah, and then, and then, last but not least, the Ben Franklin. You're going to finish with explaining a sex act. Sex act. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, yeah, very good. It's 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 when uh, she goes down on you, and you tie a you put a key in her rear end and tie a balloon to it, or a kite, <laughs> or a kite. Whatever you got handy. Whatever you have handy. <laughs> Pirate ship for sex. You did pretty good on that one. You probably out of out of what is that? 20, you probably got about 15. Yeah. I, I, I went on good. a little cold streak at the end, kind of like the Packers. <laughs> That's just like in the playoffs. That's how it goes. <laughs> it made the playoffs, but I just shit the bed, literally. And I froze it. <laughs> I think that's the Tallahassee night train oh. <laughs> or the Klondike bar. Either one. With all of these games, the biggest concern is that there's actually names to this, which means somebody has done it or yeah. enough people have done it to where they had to name it. Yeah. Well, it's so popular. You had to give it a name. Man. And here I wanted to people talk about crazy. my uh, daughter going to her interview and getting her first job, but I think we'll leave that for another episode. We'll leave that for Saturday. Yeah, dude. We'll leave that for Saturday. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's leave that out of there. Um, looking at the clock here, if you've got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday, don't forget you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Send it to us on our Twitter uh, DM at Borders Packers, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and anywhere else you get your social media. And guys, listen, I, I get, I'm still getting a lot of questions from people who are asking about how they get into the Fantasy Football League. And I'm going to be blunt and I'm going to be honest with you because this is how I roll. If you're asking me these questions, it means you're not listening to the podcast. We want listeners. We want listeners. That's who we want on. We want to reward these people, the seven or eight people that listen to our podcast. You, you may have to ask a couple of friends to help us out. But we want listeners. This is prizes for listeners, not people who kind of follow us on Twitter and all of a sudden go, wait a second, there's an opportunity for me to win something. Listen, pay attention. If you, we've only explained it like 11 times. So I, I, I'm just we only missed one you know week what? out of the last seven weeks. So it's been seven weeks. So at some point, I'm sure 21 episodes. <laughs> last episode alone we spent like 10 minutes explaining how it's working and how it's going i'm not doing it anymore I, i'm just not we have more than enough people that jump in on these things they get on this i i i i it's unfortunate i'm sorry i'm not holding any more hands this is how it goes listen to the pod answer the sports question be the first one with the correct answer and you're in plain and simple it's yep. that easy you just have to listen to the pod that's it. Now, yes, we did one that was on Twitter. We did one question that was on Twitter last weekend, but you had to listen to the pod to answer that question. And the reason we didn't do it was because we had Dave Robinson on and we were preoccupied. <laughs> I, I was like screaming the whole time. Like, oh my God, Dave Robinson is on. Oh my God. Yeah, we, we didn't have him on video. We had him on phone and we were just looking at each other going, oh my God, like just in silent 
wild flailing hands the whole <laughs> yeah, time. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. I, am, I, I can't believe I actually spoke to that man. I am uh, beyond honored. And uh, Bruce, another uh, home run for Bruce. And uh, we, it looks like we've got a uh, couple of things coming up next week. Should be really good. Should be really exciting. Not that every other episode isn't really good. Really yeah, exciting. They, they, just, you know. they get better. But now we're getting into the season, which is really exciting because we actually have news, things to talk about. We're not having to pull shit out of the air. Now it's just now, – now we're in speculation season. Yes, speculation ejaculation masturbation the uh you know what i'm really good at what's that building suspense oh yeah yeah okay get this (laughs) oh wow (laughs) i'm excited (laughs) you like that okay the door keeps opening behind you i think that's your wife telling you okay listen the egg timer has been one hour that'll be it uh thanks for joining us listen guys i I am going to say one quick thing before we take off here um bruce and i when we started this thing we kind of said to ourselves there are some goals there are some things that we need to hit in in order for us to uh continue or think that this is a viable uh waste instead of a waste of time it's actually a viable sense of time our our numbers were uh we were hoping within the uh, uh, first year to be hitting at least 700 different listeners every episode. That's, we, we, we kind of set the bar at 500 and then we said, you know what, this is, this is it. We got to be at 700 at least. We are times beyond that and we are beyond appreciative. It's, it's kind of a little embarrassing, like John calling into the Pack Daddy uh, after hours and saying, those papas over on Packers Without Borders are killing it with the humor. John, we love you, brother. We love you. We think tacos are pretty cool too, right? And 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 I believe that was part of our last game was some of the tacos as well. Yeah. And John, just uh, tag us if you're on Twitter um, or on Instagram or on Facebook because I've got a really good birria taco recipe that I do that I can shoot your way if you'd like to have some birria tacos. Um you can have some cachete, you can do some cabeza, you can do just some nice round. It doesn't matter, but I've got a really good recipe for you, buddy. So if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, appreciate you. Just reach out to us and I'll get you that that uh, recipe. And we know it's John in Arizona because his living room furniture looks really good from the front lawn. So John, get up off the couch. <laughs> dm us email us whatever you can do john we really appreciate the shout out love and peace to everybody go pack go peace justin fuck you i don't have an accent or maybe i do i don't know yeah hey justin what accent eh what are you talking about there eh yeah that's that's what i said too eh (laughs) peace go pack go This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. While we are um, still in the realm of ridiculousness, I, I did get this call that we're going to have to get to.
um, because I don't know, man, things are off the rails and we might as well just continue on down that track before we get to just get it all out of our system and see if we got any, any, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Hello, Ryan. It's the Riddler. I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time and I've come to two conclusions. Number one, you are very well spoken and knowledgeable about the Green Bay Packers. Pretty good voice. Number two is a little. Riddle me this, Ryan. All right. What do they play for insomniacs who don't respond to strong drugs? The answer your podcast. (laughs) Packers without borders, peace out. (laughs) All right, so I get it. I get it. Plug in your show. That's fair. Getting. I have no control for this show. That's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. I, I, I can't help but wonder about the riddle, though. I, I want to answer. You didn't let me answer. I mean, I did answer Coldplay, but I, that was just the first thing that popped into my head. Let me let me, let me me think about this. What do they play for insomniacs that, uh, you know, drug drugs aren't working? My podcast. I don't know. I, um, I think I yell too much. You know, honestly, and I'm not even talking about boring. You know what would be a, a really good Packers podcast to play? If you're trying to fall asleep, John Meerdings podcast. I'm not saying the guy's boring, but that voice, 